Sacramento. Hello, and welcome to the 916 Republic Podcast. I'm your host, Nolan. Today, I was once again reminded of the soccer brilliance of our very own Scott Waits. When we were looking at the penalty takers of the 2016 NCAA final penalty shootout, Scott knew more about each of the shooters than even Wikipedia did. Scott, it is a pleasure to be in the studio with you tonight. How are you? I'm good, Nolan. Uh, it Nolan, was... you sound great today. Ah, wow, Scott. Can I just say, I you think, sound beautiful. I think I sound so good, too. I wonder why that is. You know what? I don't know. You yeah. Don't, you don't? Well, I know. Because yeah. we have a bunch of new equipment. Is that yeah. why? Zach? And, and, Wait, and who Nolan. are you? Who is this, this imposter on the show? This third man. That has not been here for two weeks. I am back from the, the, the depths dead. of my cold. <laughs> well, thank you for saying that I sounded lovely. You sound you're lovely. Welcome. You sound lovely. Thank you. Zach, shut up. You're not introduced yet. Okay, also sorry. joining me in the studio tonight is a very, very special guest. You may have heard of him before because he has been on the show from time to time in the oh, past, oof. sharing his thoughts and insights about the game. It is with great honor that I... <laughs> introduce to you our very special guest zach zach how are you tonight i'm good uh i still have a little bit of a cough this yeah. cold has lingered yeah, do you man. really yeah <clears throat> wow it's that's impressive like three weeks and it just won't go away yeah uh but no i feel good other than okay. that which is very minor yeah zach's um, not a special guest he's a he's a host I he's just, just a host yeah being <laughs> dramatic you're being dramatic yeah well anyway. I'm, fe- I'm feeling good i'm ready to talk about some soccer good good deal yeah, and speaking of soccer, there, yeah. this doesn't directly affect Sacramento, but it could. Um, so Veracruz and Liga MX, it, maybe you follow Liga MX, maybe you don't. Maybe you follow it so closely that you call it Liga MX because that's that Spanish. That, I mean, it's just MX. Oh, that's how yeah Spanish is Emma pronounces X is X. Yeah, so um, Dos Equis is a drink. There you go. Yeah. Um, so if you follow Liga MX, <laughs> you would know that Veracruz has been, quote, disassociated from the league. So basically, from what I could tell from the one or two articles that I, I was able to find on it that explained it well, um, the in <laughs> yeah, in English, the team was not paying players. Hmm. And th- they were on like a 41-game winless streak. And it, it was just a bad situation. The manager, or not the manager, the owner, he somehow gave up died i i couldn't get all the details but it was basically like he just yeah he basically gave up he was like i'm not i'm not doing this anymore something like that so rodrigo lopez was under contract with them he was it was already announced that he was not going to be brought back to veracruz to veracruz like they were already like we are not bringing him back Mm -hmm. and then the club was dispelled so like all the players are gone so what that means for Remind us who who Roro is. Okay, so Rodrigo Lopez. All you need to know about Rodrigo Lopez is go on YouTube and type in Miracle at Bonnie. Yeah. Um, or if you need the name, it's LA Galaxy Two versus Sacramento Republic or Sacramento Republic versus LA Galaxy Two, uh, 2014 Western Conference semifinal. Hmm. Or it wouldn't be Western Conference actually. They didn't have a conference that that year. Hmm. Just uh, playoff semifinal versus those two team those two teams. Sacramento was down 2-0 going into the half, and Rodrigo Lopez had a hat-trick to win the game in the second half. I'm pretty sure he had a hat-trick. Yeah. He did some amazing things. So watch that game. That's all you need to know about Rodrigo Lopez. So oh, he's 31. Oh, there, okay, 31. there it is. And 
when he was with Sacramento, he was playing attacking midfielder. He was playing defensive midfielder for really? Veracruz. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so I think because he's one a free agent, two, apparently he hasn't been getting paid. Yeah. Three, he has history with Sacramento. He's a little bit older. He's not a guy that you're going to take to Major League Soccer, but you can we can say, hey, we'll pay you a good amount of money for a couple years. Probably more yeah. money than you're going to get other places. Um, he might get maybe more money in the second division of Mexico, mm-hmm. but he's not going to go to Major League Soccer. So if he comes back to the U.S., he's got to go to Sacramento. At least I would think yeah. he's got to go to Sacramento. So just to keep that. that in mind, yeah. uh, Rodrigo Lopez is a free agent. Put it in the back of your mind. Yeah. Yeah. On and the back burner. However, there have been some signings. There have. Yes, and it was has. like... So when Nolan and I recorded this past Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday it was like, oh hey, here's here's some players we're bringing back, and then Wednesday there was more players, and then Thursday there yeah. was more players, and then fr- I, I, think I think maybe Friday. even Friday there yeah, was another. It was like two days. Yeah, days. it was. Um, and steady. people were like, oh, why are you doing this? Why aren't you just releasing it? And it was like, well, they just want good coverage. To keep you. Out. They want to keep people engaged. Yeah, so you were engaged for the whole week uh, last week, and so far it's Monday night. There hasn't been any signings this week, um, but. We're going to run through, and we're going to get our reactions of the players that have been signed. So really quickly, Jaime Villarreal, Drew Skundrick, Sam Warner, Shannon Gomez, hmm. Villian Bijev, and Rafa Diaz. Those are, those are the one, two, three, four, five, six players. Is that right? Can I count? I can count. <laughs> six players <laughs> yep. that, have been, that have been brought back. Um, in addition to the players that were already brought back, just a quick reminder, Matt Mahoney was brought back, oh, right? Boy. Uh, George McCrary, Juan Barahona, Cameron Wassa, and another fullback. McCrary, Ben. Uh, you got all the fullbacks. No, Barahona, uh, I can't even McCrary, got, and then Gomez got brought brought back. This Somebody week. fact check me. I'm, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'll keep I'll keep on this. Okay. And Mahoney was the other sorry, possible. I'm, I'm I think that's all the fullbacks. Sorry, the people are yeah. Darius Formella. Formella, thank uh, you. That's the one. Uh, um, or Derek. I call yeah. him Darius. So there's five plus these six. That's 11 players already brought back. No. <clears throat> wow, that's a starting 11. And kind there's of, only a 20-man roster. Depending on who you have at the second center back. Or unless you play one at the back. <laughs> no, Rafa Diaz is a goalie. Oh, yeah, Rafa Diaz. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, let's, let's start there. Let's start with Rafa Diaz because I was pretty confident that he wasn't going to be brought back. Yeah. I thought that just his player mindset was going to be, I'm going to go where they want me. I had my... My chance here. They brought in somebody to play over me. Twice. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's what I was thinking. Are, are you guys surprised to see Rafa Diaz uh, back? I was, yeah. We, we talked in the previous episode. We just didn't expect him. There was nothing exceptional about him. When he did play, he wasn't convincing. Um, and so I, 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 don't, I didn't anticipate it, but I believe... I've lost my train of thought. Cause I was, <laughs> Sorry, I was showing them yeah. my fantasy football score, and I lost. <laughs> so I, like, I lost by like lost fourteen. It. Oh, it's over. Okay. Yeah, the game's uh, over. Okay, gotcha. Um, I lost by like fourteen, but there was like a small chance that I was going to come back, but it, it didn't, didn't happen. happen. That's okay. So I, I had a playoffs, guys. Yeah, lost train of thought. Anyway, anyway uh, Rafa Diaz. Long story short, I am surprised that he's back, but I'm not upset because he never really played. I. I am not. I liked Rafa Diaz. I thought that Rafa Diaz played well. And I think when you're talking about a goaltender and you're saying things like, 
there wasn't anything that stood out. Like, there wasn't anything exceptional. It's like, well, that means that he's probably doing his job. Like, that, that, and for me, honestly, watching him play, like, I thought he played well. And and I was was impressed with him. So, could you tell me what he did that you thought he did well? There was a, there was a stretch in the middle of the season between Cohen and Shuttleworth where Mm -hmm. he played, like, half a dozen games. I think he played three. Really? Yeah, it was only three. Because I I was like, oh, he only played two games, and then I saw he played like three or four, and I was like, what? I, I don't he, he I don't remember him. When so Cohen was here, so he played the the Fresno Open Cup game. I'm pretty sure, and then he played the Reno? San Jose Reno. Well, Reno was before that. Oh. Um. So keep talking. Let me let me figure this out. Well, I, I mean, uh, then maybe I don't know. Maybe that I don't remember as clearly. But my initial reaction bringing Rafa Diaz back is good. I'm glad. I yeah. I like having him on the team, and I I don't see them rolling with him as a starter. So bringing him back means he's our backup, and I mm-hmm. think he's a great backup. I think that's a solid backup at the USL level. Yeah, I think there is something to what you said about well the fact that. We don't remember anything notable from his starts is account for him because it just means he did his job. Uh, I think there is something to that. Um, but I also think that like the goalkeeper position is just something that is not only on this podcast, but in the soccer world, kind of a mystery. And so we can see an exceptional save and say, wow, that was a great save. Or like, yeah, see a goalkeeper with who's very good with the ball at their feet and say, oh, they're they could, you know, they're they're the the sweeper keeper or whatever, but we uh-huh. we have a hard time like really providing good thought on yeah on it, it is a very like nuanced position. position yeah and so I, I think that's just where my like limit in knowledge of of, of goalkeeping kind of just like oh okay Rafa Diaz yeah cool I don't yeah like yeah you said, and, and we we've so. said that we've said that before yeah um I I think. The the games in the league that I remember Rafa Diaz playing, I I don't think we won, number one. Mm-mm. El Paso was one of them. I know. El Paso was one of them. And I, I think that he was and, – and I said this before. I've said this before on the show, so I'm not going to – we're not going to belabor it. But he's just not as good with the ball at his feet. Um, so is Bobby Shuttleworth. Mm. I think his reaction time is a little bit slow. So – that's that. just me. Yeah. One thing uh, looking right. at this list of players, though, is that uh, in the wide positions, the, the, the list of players signed in the past week since de- December 3rd, but then the players signed before that, too, uh, there are a lot of players that play in the wide positions on the, on the wing or at the fullback position, but not a lot down the center of the pitch. The only one that stands out to me as exceptional in the center of the pitch is Cameron Owasa. And everyone else, Sam Warner, Juice, uh, even Juice Kundrick is like, okay, like, He's a midfielder. So, so really quick, just to go back to Rafa Diaz, six games played, 540 minutes, so he played all 90, okay. right? Goalkeeping. Okay, I'm just glancing at the stats. Two clean sheets. That's not great. Uh, well, he has a save rate of 64%, which is good, but it's not like, like you want to be in the 70s. Like if, if you look at like the league charts, like Josh Cohen, when he had all those amazing – he was like 78% save percentage or something like that. Like it was crazy big up there. Okay, um, well then let me clarify here. What I don't see Rafa Diaz taking the starting position. 
okay. Yeah, that's so, why I'm saying like I don't know why so, he came back. Like, okay, you're talking from like his personal perspective. Like, so, why did you, Rafa Diaz, choose to come back? So both. Like, I didn't see anything in him that was like, wow, you're a really good player. I could see you starting. Which leads to my second opinion. Why would you come back if you if you're not getting the praise of like, hey, look, we legitimately see you as a starter. Why would you come back? And words are quieter than actions. If the club wanted to make Rafa Diaz a starter, they had the chance. Josh Cohen was not playing well at the beginning of the season. Rafa Diaz got in there for uh, a few yeah, games. Yeah, true. Josh Cohen left. Rafa Diaz got in there for a few games. He was replaced both times, once by Josh Cohen, who we know is an amazing keeper, and then Bobby Shuttleworth, who's just a veteran. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I don't understand. I think from the club's perspective, if you think this guy is just, he was just rusty and he's a good backup, yeah, fine, resign him. But I don't know why he decided to come back. Mm-hmm. Unless there's some odd detail about his contract that we just weren't aware of. Okay, well... And or it, it just has personal and reasons to stay in Sacramento. Maybe, but then yeah. from the club perspective, also like he's twenty eight. Like it's not like he's going to get that much better. You know, maybe yeah. he's got one more step up in his career, but that I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Well, okay, we've we've talked enough about the goaltending position. Let's let's move on to another player. Uh, recently signed. Uh, let's just jump to the big one. The biggest one, in my opinion. Sam Warner? No, Jaime Villarreal, the MVP of the of the season. Okay, as voted by I, honestly. Okay, this players. group, this group is like is encouraging for me to see. Like, hey, Jaime Villarreal, Drew Scundrich, Sam Warner, Shannon Gomez, like all people. Shannon Gomez, that I'm happy I for him. Really I really want to see again. I'm shocked Shannon, I'm Shannon Gomez came back. I'm oh, blown away because was, yeah, yeah. So, I know the fans love him, but you have to remember specifics. He He's lost hurt. the start, so he got hurt. What? But, okay. but. He was already being subbed off for Juan Barahona. And I, I'm sorry, Shannon Gomez. I love you as a person. I think he's got a really cool personality just from stuff I've seen on social media. Yeah. As a player. Not quite there. He, I think his his physical stature goes against him. He's not a good enough attacker to be an out-and-out winger, which he should be. Yeah. So he's been moved back to fullback. That's my personal opinion. But he's too small to be a quality fullback against every opponent. Juan Barahona is only like 5'10", so he's a little bit bigger. He can defend against people that are 6'1". Six six Shannon Gomez, is he's just he's been a liability a couple of times. And when you're trying to win the league, you can't have somebody be a liability a couple of times. Well, and, and to build on that, I think a criticism that would be valid when talking about Shannon Gomez is his decision-making moving up the pitch. Yeah. He tends to just rely on his speed and his vision. Um, yeah. Moving up the pitch on that wing on that fullback position is, is often uh, it often creates turnover. Like it often does like, He's it just happens. not. I, I also just don't think he's as technical of a player as Juan Barahona. Yeah. Like we saw Sam Warner and Juan Barahona well, combine really well together. And we, yeah. I just don't think that's Shannon Gomez compared to Juan Barahona. Again, from the club's perspective, he's 22, 20. I think I looked up, he's 23 years old. Barahona? Yeah. He's 23. Uh, sorry. Yeah. 
Barahona's 23. Go- Gomez. Gomez is a year younger than him. Okay, okay. So from the club perspective, yeah. it's a good move. He has a year of experience in Major League Soccer. You get a guy that can play both left back and right back. If you need to put him at left wing, he could probably do a job if you're in a, if you're in that position. And a th- a, just a theme I'm noticing with modern day football, your squad has to be, you need players that can play multiple positions. Look at the Seattle Sounders that just won MLS Cup. That's what they do. Look at Liverpool. Yeah, people people can move around. You can, yeah. you don't have James one. James Milner, man. Right. It's, it's not like Eden Hazard. He plays on the left wing, and he will not play any other position. Yeah, play striker in the ten. I mean, he can. Yeah, but it's not. But like, the only reason you do that is because everybody else is hurt. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, we'll take Eden Hazard off the left wing, and we'll put him as like a false nine or something like that. And it was okay for for Chelsea for a little bit. But the reality is, like, you only want him at the left wing. If you put him at the right wing, it's just, it's different. It's not bad. It's just, it's just different. So you're saying, so like, the versatility of Shannon Gomez goes in his favor. Yeah. And I think. That's why the club... But again, from the personal perspective, like, I just don't see it. I just don't see why you wouldn't want to go out and find a starting job. I will say, before he got hurt in the Orange County game, there was a legitimate conversation to be had uh, about him starting over Juan Barahona. Because We had that. Barahona, you can go back it on and the listen. Pod, like two or three episodes, we said... We were super stoked about Barahona because he was a really high, high level player, scored against Brazil, blah, 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 blah. Shannon Gomez is going to be forgotten. And then and then he came to the club and it was like, we don't want Gomez to go off. Like, we want him to stay. Like, it was. Like, Gomez was playing really well. Yeah, and yeah, we were was. like, I, I remember specifically saying, I think Juan Barahona goes up to the left wing and Shan, um, yeah. Sam Warner moves to the right wing. Yeah. I specifically remember saying that. And we've had this whole conversation about how two way your wingers need to be. Yeah. But that's maybe that was the plan. Maybe the plan was to bring in Juan Barahona, give him some time to develop, and then halfway through the season, put him at the left wing. Yeah. I don't know. Shannon Gomez got hurt, so we'll never find that out unless yeah. we have a cool interview or something. Yeah. Yeah, but true. I just don't see it. Again, we don't know the conversations that Todd Donovan is having with these guys yeah. because We're not coach there. hasn't been hired, number one. Yeah. So it is it is just Todd Donovan. But yeah, but this is a future MLS team. So I we... A point that continues to get brought up tonight is I don't see it from a personal perspective, which I don't understand because this is, this team is going to be an MLS team in a couple years. Like if you can, even if you've had you know red flags in your playing style and your ceiling so far, like you have a couple seasons to prove yourself to get hot, and then you have an opportunity to play at the MLS level. It's like. From a personal perspective, with these players, with Shannon Gomez, with Rafa Diaz, like there's an outside shot here that the club you're at currently is going MLS, and you could possibly be, you know, ride that ship as it sails into the MLS horizon. Mm. So, yeah, with the personal perspective, like I, I totally disagree. You'd say that they should, like, like they would want to stay at the club because then they have a shot at playing them. Yeah. So, so you're thinking. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm going to ride the bench for two years with the hopes of making the Major League Soccer team? But, okay, but, like, with Shannon Gomez, like, I don't know that – is he going to ride the bench? And also he's coming off an injury. Like, he's going to go somewhere else and – Oh, yeah. And start? Uh, Yeah. D- dude, seriously. Well, at the think- USL level, but there's no promise of the MLS. Like, There's if- no promise of Major League Soccer Yeah, now. so if you're trying to play MLS, like – I feel like this is a great channel 
in which to get there. Perhaps. The the, feel, the club you're at currently. But the club, like, Todd Donovan specifically brought in Juan Barahona to do a better job than what Shannon Gomez was doing. We talked about it on the show. Now, we did say, as we just mentioned, Shannon Gomez was playing really well. Yeah. But Juan Barahona, is a better from player. our estimation... Not only, no, not only no, is he I a, would agree. He's a better, better left back. I thought he had a really good season. With with Juan Barahona's technical ability, ceiling that he's shown in age, he has a legitimate shot at, at playing and starting at the MLS level. Right. If he continues to grow. Yeah. But if I'm these players and I'm trying to go MLS, I don't see why I would leave. So this is a good point for Sam Warner. Because there was there was talk halfway through the the season when he was hot when he was hot and in that open cup game when he scored against san jose and then walked over to them and bowed i was like dude this is a guy that's ready for the jump no he got cold yeah okay no but remember just started like like giving him respect as as they defended him but remember halfway through that season we were doing the math like dude this guy is on pace for like 12 12 goals goals and like and like 10 assists or or like or i mean when it was you know goal every game it was some some crazy number and then he cooled down and we were like okay so it's it's gonna be a bit less but he was on pace for a really good haul that this past season yeah and and he 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 had a little bit of a slump maybe it was because people were respecting him more maybe it was but he also, had a slump, maybe both. But also, look what he like. What is Sam Warner tops in the league at? Top in the league. Top in the league. Like one of the best in the league. Oh, There's oh, only like oh. four metrics. So oh, crosses, on crossing, goal? crossing. Okay. What does a crosser need? A foot. No, no, no. What do you mean? What is a oh, successful a finisher. a finisher? Oh, oh, he needs yes, yeah, exactly. This is what I was saying all season is. Even when he was white hot and scoring goals, like I don't feel like this is him. Like, this when he isn't who he is. When he was scoring goals, it was crap. There's nothing happening. Nobody else. I'm gonna do dip. It. I'm gonna be on the right wing, dip my shoulder, and curl a ball into the top left. Yeah. yeah. Or I'm gonna cut in from the the left wing mm-hmm. and slam a ball with my right foot as hard as I can, and, and I just hope like yep. he's a good player. He yeah. can do he those. He can things. do it, but it's not who he is. Like it's not ideally who he is. He he can tell. He wants to get the ball into the 18, to a, a, an on-running forward. To an look, on-running striker with a good foot. And Wilson's goal against New Mexico. Yeah, that, yeah, that is Sam Warner. That is, that is what he wants to do, which was... He posted yeah. it on his Instagram story. <laughs> He's like, yeah. yes, sir, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I remember, I remember. Yeah. That was funny. So, But I think this conversation is good for Sam Warner because... His agent ha- had to have gotten him at least a tryout. Yeah, at his, you know, at his age now, his experience to an MLS to an club. to an MLS club. Yeah. So he had to have the conversation like, okay, am I going to try to go Major League Soccer now, or am I going to stick with Sacramento and try and make it here? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe there really wasn't anything for him yeah. Major League Soccer, so he knows that he has to do even better. Yeah. And and to that point, like, I think at least what I remember reading. During that time, it, it was a, uh, it wasn't like Sam Warner's going to MLS. It was if Sam Warner can continue this white hot streak, yeah. then we're gonna have to start talking about MLS. That's more what it was. Yeah, if I remember correctly. It was, yeah, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. You, you guys, so, yeah, you guys are both right. But it is really good to see him back. Because, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because 
so far the only person we had on the wing was Formella. And then we resign Sam Warner. And I was feeling really good. Jaime Villarreal had resigned. Rafa yeah. Diaz, I was like, okay. Juice yeah. Kendrick. Well, Juice Kendrick was, I'm talking about like chronologically. And then the team on like Thursday resigned Villian Bijan. And I was like, okay, okay. What the <laughs> actual but let's crap talk. Is let's talk about dude. this. Let's talk about this. Because here, so here's a guy. This is that like that scored, crazy girlfriend you can You, get, you guys want to know? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You, you guys know how many goals Villian Bijan scored this past year? Two. A goal. Oh, yeah, one. Had, against RGV in a 3 2 win. He had one goal. And then he missed a wide open. So, <laughs> wide open. What, what time did he miss a, miss a wide open uh, shot? In that Nolan? game. In that game. After, oh, okay. after his goal. All no, right. before his goal. All right, all right, all right. So, across the season, I tweeted this out. I think he had two goals and three assists. But uh, all comps. Yeah. 31 appearances. One goal against he, San Jose. He had the, the free kick in God. San Jose. And then he also had an assist in that game to Sam Warner's goal. Yeah. Now, to throw Bejev a bone, we. Over the last couple games of the season, we're 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 pleasantly surprised with some of the progress that we had seen from him. So me, my initial reaction of seeing BJ resigned was not total rage. Okay, when the well, was a Todd Donovan released a statement about BJ specifically. Oh uh, yeah, was it yeah. Todd Donovan? Talking about it said something like I, I'm gonna butcher it, but like quote vital to our goal production. Yeah, something like that. And I was like, what? yeah, I tweeted, I tweeted that out too. What? <laughs> now that that made me mad. What it's like, planet are we living? Bringing in? <laughs> him back after seeing some progress was like, uh, okay, like if this, I was this making is, the decision, I wouldn't bring him back. This is what he said. Quote quotation mark. Yes. Good things happen for our team when Villian is on the field, and. Quote. No, okay, you can't say that. That's just not true. The next paragraph goes on to say that he played for Liverpool. Did he? Dude, you know who else did? Daniel Trickett Smith. Where's that guy? I don't even know. St. Louis? I don't I don't I don't it doesn't I know, matter. I, the no. point that's the point. I don't know. Nobody <laughs> cares. Okay? Nobody <laughs> cares if you played academy level soccer at a big club. U twenty threes. U twenty threes. Still, like we've That's seen it, <laughs> we've seen it with Daniel Tricky Smith is a perfect example. It was like people that fall out of like U twenty three level European top club soccer. It does not mean they're going to be good here. Yeah, but this is hold on. This is from the press release. Villian also contributed one goal and three assists during the twenty nineteen USL Soccer. League well, he's didn't lie about that. Like something, something doesn't match. <laughs> but it, like, up it here. happens. The paragraph app. So like, uh, but look at his wording. Good things happen for our team. So he can't say he's a goal scorer or he sets up goals because yeah. statistically and by the film, that's not true. But so bad things is he happen. is Todd Donovan <laughs> trying to say that Villian Bijev attracts so much attention from defenders that it causes other space good things to happen other, for other players? Oh, that gosh. No, that's not was no, not true. That it's just not I, true. It's hey, objectively hey, not true. Hey, I think that that this signing is going to give us a lot of great content going <laughs> to, into the 2020 season. I am just going to have fun laughing. So, can I offer a point as to why he got resigned? Yeah, please. yeah. He's known. Yeah, you know exactly an, what you're going to get from him, yeah. and it, the it, fans do seem to like him. So more of a for some yeah, 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 yeah. People do. Like people him. like him, and people also get his haircut. People, get, well, a guy, a guy, <laughs> one guy, uh, one guy guys. and also because you know him, 
with whatever coach comes in, you can sit him down and say, okay, these are his strengths. These are his weaknesses. Get out of him what you can get out of him. His strengths are many. No, his potential is like... Okay, it's what's his potential though? Because I've been thinking about this. So no, four years no. ago, now, well, th- three years ago, he had nine assists. That was his big claim to fame with the okay. Portland Timbers too. Okay, he let well, he tied I think, oh. um, nine or ten assists, and then he had some bangers that that year too. That's a different league three years ago. Yeah, and I don't think we can expect ten assists from Villian Bijev as his ceiling. Oh, heck no. So even go back to the 2018 season, he had, I think, five goals and three assists. Like, with a month left of the season, he was at, like, three goals and one assist. Yeah. Or, or, like, two goals and one assist. And then, like, the last, like, six games of the season, he just turned it on and scored and assisted a bunch. And it was like, oh, this guy's, like, finally caught on. Like, he finally, got, he finally gets Sacramento system with the new coach. Yeah. And then... No. Didn't... I mean... Just, just done nothing. So like, I just, I don't, I, I don't like it. I understand it. I don't like it. That's fair. Fair enough. How uh, long have we taken on these, these reactions, Scott? Um, we've taken a fair bit in time. The only people that we really haven't talked about is Drew Skundrick. Um, we really haven't. He's, he's, he's an energy player. Again, I don't think we have seen his ceiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think we have seen his floor. Yeah. Um, his his floor at times was was pretty bad um when he couldn't complete passes and was just running around aimlessly but when he was on it was like wow this guy can make a pass he's got all this energy that's the good thing about juice country because even if he's not doing anything he's covering so much ground for you he's a marathon um and then we really didn't spend a ton of time on jaime villarreal again we did not very happy i don't know if we need to spend a lot of time on him but do you guys have anything to say about those two players? All of one thing to all, I think that we can infer something from the signings that have been made, and I think that's that Todd Dunnabit wants to stick with a four-two-three-one, because if you look at the positions that we've signed, they are on the sides of the pitch, and we've signed two midfielders and not a single center back. So, like, no, I we're totally going to strengthen at center back. We're going to have two solid midfielders in Villarreal and Skundrick, and Skundrick came in and he solidified a starting spot in the last six games of the mm-hmm. season for Sacramento this year, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Cause, cause something like that. Something like that. He was more, he came in more at the end of the season. Um, and so they'll, they'll sign yeah, it might have been more. maybe one or two. They'll, they'll sign two more. Maybe, maybe I don't think they're going to keep anyone cause there's no one to keep from in the midfield. Um, and then <clears throat> they will strengthen at center back. That's what I think that they're going to do. If you would like to support the podcast by giving us your money, go ahead and go to patreon.com. $9.16 is a great amount to give to the 916 Republic podcast. The link to the account will be both on our Instagram bios, in the show notes, and on our Twitter. Now, back to the show. Thank you so much for your continued support. Okay, so let's quickly run through the list of um, players that haven't re-signed. Yeah. Um, so Mitchell Tanner hasn't re-signed. Shuttleworth, 
because again, the Major League Soccer, he's got to go through all that. Enavolson, Deco Keenan, Aliman, and Bonomo. Mm-hmm. Just really quick, anyone stand out from that list for you two of somebody that you think like, oh yeah, I'm pretty confident that guy's going to be back or yeah, I'm pretty confident they're not going to be back. And Zach, I really want to hear from you because Nolan and I have kind of okay. already run through this list. Uh, I mean, initial reaction, Tainer. I think that one's pretty obvious. Yeah, that's what everyone's saying. Tainer, well, yeah, Tainer, Tainer showed a very high floor when it came to uh, a high level of consistent consistency when it came to the center back position, which is what you want. Um, and he also showed a unique ability to be able to discern when to go up, uh, when to make an offensive move. And he has a really good foot that he also used sparingly and used at good times. And we saw that that is a real strength of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tainer is something that somebody that I would really be surprised if they didn't bring back and if they don't bring him back. I think I would it would be Tainer's. It I think it would be his Tainer's decision. Be Tainer's decision and, and trying to yeah, but uh, I, I would hope it'd be more along the lines of a Sam Warner in that like hey like this is a club that I could stick with and what how old is he? I want to say he's like twenty six. I think he's twenty five, twenty six. Um, yeah, so he's twenty nine by the time we hit MLS. This is a club I stick with. I get some couple years in MLS. Um, so Mitchell Tainer is definitely the number one I want to see brought back. Number two is Kevin Aliman. I really liked uh, him on the wing this season. Um, you know, I I wouldn't be like devastated if they didn't bring him back. The one that I would be is Tainer. Tainer's the one that really sticks out to me. Is like we need to bring him back. Yeah. So then, really quick, Nolan. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about some areas that we think new players could come in and upgrade. So you already mentioned center back. Yes. Is there a quality in that center back that you're looking for? Is it height? Is it speed? Is it passing out of the back? Is it just pure sheer tackling ability? Like what is that center back needing to do to be an upgrade over what we already have? I think that we're going to need physicality in the center of the defense, because if you look at all of our fullbacks, they're a bit small, like, uh, McCreary, not the biggest guy. Shannon Gomez certainly isn't. Uh, uh, McCreary is like 5'10", a little bit bigger, but still like he's small for the center back position. He can play in that position, but he's small for it. Um, and so I think that a guy like Tainter, who's tall, physical, um, has more of a stature, can get up in set pieces um, and mix it in. Uh yeah. So so what we strong. hoped Hansopolis would be, basically. Yeah. What we had hoped he would. Be. I liked him. I don't know why they let him go. To be quite frank, I think Tainer and, and I didn't Johnson like would have been a good. I mean, so it's not like Hansopolis or whatever was stellar, amazing. Yeah. He's gonna be twenty seven. I I'm if and if you're thinking okay, we want a gamer, we want a winner at this position. Yeah. Harris, that's not you. Sorry, like go go find. I don't know. I I, Remember, I don't think if Harris if if Hontopoulos was the guy, then he would have shown it this year. He would have yeah. won the starting job. He didn't. He didn't win the starting job. So yeah. I'm okay with it. I think that center backs, you're just gonna need center backs. I don't think that you have to go 
crazy. I don't think Sacramento is going to play a style that needs these center backs that are like that can play like number eights or whatever. Like I, I think they just need to be able to defend and, and uh, hold down the back line. I think that striker who plays in above the mid the 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 midfield three is going to be a very important position that Sacramento needs to fill. Like Cameron Owasa? He usually he played. Oh yeah, he played above. Yeah, he did. Yeah. They they put Anavolson up and then they moved him yeah. back into that ten spot. Yeah, well yeah. they tried because remember Cameron Owasa was tried at that ten spot with Benomo really, and it wasn't working. No. Maybe not to Cameron Owasa's fault. Yeah. But yeah. So okay, so Zach, what's a position do you think could be upgraded? Um, I I want to see Anavolson back. I don't think it's gonna happen. Hmm. Um. I <laughs> I think we picked that one up. No one's fidgeting with his watch. Sorry. Don't even stop. It's all good. Sorry. Um I I would love to see Anna Wilson back, but I don't think it's going to happen and I'm not necessarily like I wouldn't, you know, I understand. I understand if they don't bring him back. He's he's older, we're going MLS. You want to bring somebody young. Um so the striker position is something that I would like to see upgraded, especially just cuz like we have all these pieces. Like Sam Warner great winger or maybe even a 10 like i i i'm worried about cameron awasa being able to be effective as a striker in the mls level yeah so i think this is pretty simple for me it has to be a number 10 uh, outside of center back there there needs to be somebody in the center of the midfield that can create so whether that's uh somebody better at number six and you push the other two players you push skundrick up and then you push billy real up um if that's a number eight that can that can do that that's cool but you need somebody in there to be the elite passer Mm. that's what we've been missing since jeremy hall has left he's just he just he cycled play so well he found passes so well he covered ground so like he was such a good player uh, for for the club we've we've been missing that and that that's got to be it outside of center back for me. Do you see Cameron Owasa being able to play striker at the MLS level effectively? Um, do I so yes and no. So yes because when you move up in level like everything gets better, right? So service into you gets better, um players creating space for you gets better, stuff like that. So hypothetically uh, yeah, he can. And we've seen him be a finisher. Like, if you can finish, you can finish. You know, th- I think that's something that's translatable across leagues. It might take him time to figure out the pace of play. And he might actually um, not translate well to that even though he does play faster than everyone. On the, like you can just see the, the wheels are turning in his head slightly faster than everyone else for, at least for Sacramento, but it, they might not be fast enough for major league soccer. Okay. I'll tell you one position that I'm really anxious to see get filled is that of the manager. Oh, that is a great point because we talk about all this, all this stuff, assuming that someone will be sitting there with the whiteboard, <laughs> putting them in a formation and I would hope so out onto the pitch. And at this point, Sacramento does not have that. Um, so there was a, an article published on the indomitable city soccer, um, in which 
the writer speculated about who may fill the manager position for Sacramento. And he kind of just put forth, said, like, look, it could be the Stanford coach and it could be the coach at Maryland. Uh, yeah, I think that's great. I think that, like, they've had success at the NCAA level. I think that NCAA soccer is worlds apart from the USL championship. It's just a totally different – you get your players for four years, five max if they redshirt. You generally – your system is totally different. Um, I just don't see that transition going very well, and I don't trust an NCAA coach to take over a team with MLS ambitions. If like, I, I would expect them to appoint a manager who would carry them through the MLS transition. Yeah, I just don't think – that coaches that easily translate to the professional game that well anymore. Yeah. And the reason I, I say that is, I mean, people will point out like, oh, well, you know, uh, Bruce Arena, legend of Major League Soccer, coached at, you know, Virginia or, or, or something like that for a long time and then made the jump to professional. But that was like a decade ago. Yeah. So I, I don't think that, you can do that anymore right into major league soccer to the championship. Yeah. You might be able to, um, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be successful from the jump number one and we're building toward major league soccer. So I think that's a bit risky. It could be a great option if you really believe in the guy, but you have to really believe in the guy. Yeah. And if you don't, if there's even a, a slight hint of doubt, then I think you have to find somewhere else. The problem is this is such a unique job. We're asking somebody that is ready for Major League Soccer to wait two years to coach in Major League Soccer. So you really do need to find someone that's like on the cusp, bet on them, and then hope it goes well. Or you get a placeholder, but then who wants to be a a placeholder? You want to find somewhere to settle down. I really think it's going to be Mark Briggs, the U19 head coach. Mm. He's already here. He has a history in the USL. He has a history of developing players, sending them on to Major League Soccer. So if you say, hey, do that for two years, if we like what we see, then we'll bring you on. And if we don't, then we don't. That's the chance you take. He has never been a head coach of a Major League Soccer team. I think the closest he's gotten was being the head coach of the Real Monarchs. So that's my bet. Okay. Well, whatever it is, it needs to happen soon because mm-hmm. uh, we're approaching the midway point the month of December. We have preseason coming up say, in a yeah, couple months. Bef- like after. Sorry, all not, this new equipment. Yeah. Like we're just like I'm just getting hitting it. it it's, just, it's just a lot of stuff. Yeah. But it's nice. It's nice. It is, it is nice. It'd be good to see a manager before the new year, but we'll see if that happens. When did they announce Simon Elliott? That was late. Do you remember that? Because Paul Buckle yeah, left he in left. like yeah, that was the odd. middle of January, begin end of January. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, we're a month away yeah. from the start <laughs> of the we season. We don't have a manager. And we don't have a manager. And then like two weeks later or something like that, maybe yeah. three weeks later, they announced Simon Elliott. So, but that was even, I remember that even being shared as like, yeah, this was something that we knew. We just hadn't announced it. We wanted to do a quick search before we made any decisions i don't know it that sounds fishy. yeah it was odd so all right well do you guys have any other uh thoughts before we get out of here for tonight uh be looking out tomorrow for a special republic podcast yes. 
Yeah, so we've actually we we the people know. Well, let's remind the people. Okay, so tomorrow, so Tuesday, uh, we are going to be interviewing Hayden Partain, yeah, uh, former Sacramento Republic midfielder, former Sacramento Republic midfielder, current Man Crush Monday of Nolan Grove. Yes. <laughs> so be looking out for that in your feed on Wednesday. Probably Wednesday morning is a safe bet. Yes. To be looking for that. Yes. All right. Well, that is the end of the show. As always, everyone, glory, glory. Sacramento. Sacramento.